Momentum, helping men succeed in life. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Momentum, the show that's all about telling men's stories and helping blokes succeed in life. It's Des here, and this week on the show, you'll be hearing the story of Philippe Olivia. He'll share about growing up in Brazil, his relationship with his father, coming to Australia, and his faith journey as well. I started out by asking him what his childhood was like in Brazil. My childhood in terms of sports, since we are in sport, I have always been a surfer back in Brazil. A surfer? Ah, yeah. cool. Which cool. that's how I connected really, really well about Australia. Um, back then when I was a surfer back then, um, Australians was pretty good, yeah. including, including Mark Yocalupo and, and and, and a few waters walk was was the main one. So I where did you live in Brazil? Uh, Recife. It's up to the northeast. Okay. It's it's almost like the same line of Thailand and Vietnam. All oh, right. So it's warmer. It's very very warm. And three brothers, two sisters nice. come from a big family. I am the fifth. Um, then then I have got a, a, a sister one year younger than me. Yes. And the eldest is, is also a woman. So tell me about your schooling. What was it like as a young boy growing up you know, in Brazil? I, um, I have to say that I've recognized, even though I didn't feel that, that I come from a, a fairly wealthy family. Yeah. Because back in Brazil, the poverty is really, really high. All right. But I'm, I'm blessed that I came from a fairly, if, if I was here, I was definitely, my father has always been a, a lawyer. Oh, right, or, okay. Uh, like a judge. Oh, wow. Labor and things. And yeah. my mom has always been the housewife. And that's the family dynamic that I grew up in. He was always the man who has the reason, pay the man, the pay, pay, pays the bills. Pays the bills. And she's the, was the, the loved one who was gathering uh, the, yeah. the family together. It's good and bad on that. But so, how was your relationship with your dad? With my dad, um, back then it wasn't good. He always been very, very hard father. Oh right. And saying this, he's not anything evil. Never oh, okay. slept me once. But I can't say that this traumatized me. That I've got a big trauma. No, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's about the reason black and white way oh, really or can. either that or that yes and where my mom is was always like no do what you love don't do things just for money which today i said i should have listened to my father more <laughs> i should have making money first then i go to my passion which which that's pretty much my present uh, is true yeah. yeah and but today in the present last year uh, or just before covid 2019 to 20, I last time I went and it was the best time that I best ever have my relationship with my father now oh, it's great. improving. Good. I don't know if he's becoming humble now that he's on the 80s yes. and prostate cancer uh, and then this is kind of softening him a little bit yes. and oh gosh that would be great that I had this father yeah. for <laughs> yeah, a good more 10 years you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right and there's, and there's so many guys and probably a lot of them listening to this show who you know who find that the relationship with their father was poor you know and, and that's one of the reasons yes. for momentum of course is yes. to help men build a relationship with their father and, and more importantly with their own children yes. so that they they don't hit that dilemma where you know the father gets old they haven't built the relationship the relationship's not strong they can't rely on it yeah 
And, and so, I mean, you're very blessed in the fact that mm. you were able to build that relationship yeah. with your dad, you know, later on, later on in his life. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a really, really cool thing. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. Uh, it could be part of it. Like my mum, when I speak with them on the phone every week, she always says to me that my brothers are not visiting him as much as as they could. Yes. And then one of the reasons because he's still cramping. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, in some ways, probably I'm having a good relationship with him because I'm I'm far away from it. <laughs> and then that's one of the reasons. Uh, when I first came to Australia, I had plenty of reasons, but only later yeah. that when I started doing a deeper examination on my life I realized that the real reason that I left it was because now I need to get away a little bit of my family because yes. I cannot be on that family dynamic because nothing's gonna happen I'm yeah. gonna really really go down downwards not upwards wow and so was that the driving force for you uh, coming into Australia okay. um, the what's happened to me I was 27 yeah. And then something happened that I would say the majority of men who are between 40 to 45 faced, I had a divorce. Oh, <laughs> so problem with relationship, it's, yeah. it's just a problem that we all have, men and women. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, yeah, and if you want to know a little bit my divorce, it was funny because I kind of got married thinking that marriage was going to make me being a man. Yeah, okay. It well, didn't. That's interesting. Yeah. It didn't. I thought that... If I got married, I think society would see me in a uh, as a as a audit as a as a fond man. I know I loved her. I didn't marry just because of that. Yeah. I loved her. We had a great relationship. But I also thought that no, if I got married, things is gonna go better. Yeah, and yeah. then it didn't. Um, I was just twenty-seven between uh, yeah no twenty-five, and then when twenty-seven things were not going well. And then we kind of, because I was not doing well professionally, yeah. I started kind of not looking for her. We kind of, the loving actions was not happening. And then we start become like brother and sister. Ah. And then it kind of fade. Yeah. yeah. And then 27, and then when we broke up, I spent like two years wondering back in Brazil, not happy, not sad, and like, gosh, what life is about? Yes. What is that? As most people do when they go through that sort of trauma. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and then that's when I, I started dating this girl, yeah. who amazingly, she wasn't a good girl for me, but at least she led me to Christ. Oh, yeah, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she invited me to, to come to a church once, and it was really, really time when I was starting question myself why I've never read the Bible and then I start reading the Bible and then she came along and she invited me and she was actually surprised because she told me that I was the first boyfriend that said that I said yes and it was so easy and then she was like what? <laughs> didn't know what to do with that and then at the same time my brother invited me to do a, a Christian uh, retreat all right. And in that retreat, that's when the conversion, let's say like that. I, yes. always, I grew up in a Catholic family, so right. in some ways I always believed in God. Yes. yes. I always had that belief, but I never really, really got close to Him. Yes. Yes. And then she was also the one who actually said, Filippi, do you want to, uh, why don't we go overseas? Ah. And then right. I start thinking, then kind of, I always dream to 
because I had lived before. Yeah. I spent six months in England uh, right. when I was 22, 23. Right. And then, but I always ask, when I went there, my father was paying everything oh, to be six oh, right. months. So it was just that to learn English and then come back and f make my career in, in Brazil. But then when I came back and then I said, you know what, I'm, I'm, yeah, let's do this because I'm sick and living in a country where you walk and walk and walk and then you barely have money to pay your bills. And then yeah. I was always feeling dependent for my parents. Yes, yes. And then I said, I want to come to Australia back then, 2030 to actually get a simple job, pay my bills and sleep in peace. Yeah. And then I was with God, I came here, connect with church, and then he started doing it. And then within three years, 33 years of age, he's like, okay, I am away from my parents, I'm paying my bills, I've got jobs, I'm doing everything that society tells that a man should be doing. Why do I feel like a boy? Why do I feel like yeah. a 13, 14 years old boy in a, in a 33 years old man's body? Wow, wow. And then that's when I read that book from, not sure if you know, John Eldridge, uh, Wise yes. at Heart. Yes, and that well, book kind of sparked everything. And then I joined the men's group on my uh, New Hope Church back then. All right, cool. And then the men's leader introduced me to Center for Men and then yeah. we, uh, I did the men's rite of passage, I, joined, I got myself a counsellor. Could you talk briefly about, because a lot of people wouldn't know about Center for Men yes. and certainly wouldn't know about rites of passage and, and yeah. while I haven't done it, I'm well aware of, yeah. of it. What, what was it about it that well, made you want to do it? Because I always wanted to be part of, to belong of, let's call a tribe, Okay, that's good. Who actually has a proper rites of passage, a proper ceremony to who actually, and then when you do that, you actually feel included, fully included on, yeah. on the process. And yeah. then you actually have, you can tell that you can have that community. Isn't it interesting how men in general find that very hard to do? Yes. Things like, you know, sitting in church um, or praying doesn't necessarily come naturally no. to men. And no. so... Um, and I'm not sure in the church context how you fix that, but certainly, you know, in terms of contemplation and prayer and silence and so forth, I mean, that's really, really cool, yeah. the way that sort of pans out. You're listening to Momentum, and today on the show, we're talking with Philippe Olivia, who's a counsellor in Brisbane. Before the break, we heard how Philippe had found faith and how a man's rites of passage helped him find his tribe. We pick up Philippe's story as he begins to think about how he can start helping more men through a career change. Back then here in Australia, I was working as a chef and then it was a pretty hard time that I had to hold myself as a chef so then I can actually become a citizen, an Australian yeah. citizen and get my permanent visa. But yeah, as soon as I did that, because I was always uh, seen on a monthly basis, seeing a counsellor, that's when the dream to actually become a counsellor uh, happened. You know? Right. In some ways, even when I was doing my hospitality course, I thought in becoming a life coach. Okay. But then when I was doing counselling, I realised, oh no, counselling is actually deeper than life coaching. Yes, you know? yes. yes it is. Yeah. And, and then that's when... As soon as I got my, my citizenship, the first thing that I did was enroll at Christian Heritage College on the Good, master's man. degree in there. Yeah. And then from there, when my time came to build up a private practice, I decided to build a specific for men, which is every now, it's definitely my passion because I'm yeah. on a daily basis, I'm always challenged, Philip, open to women, open to women. 
Because if I open to women, my financial life will become much easier. Yes. But yes. I know that if I open to women, I know that a lot of a lot of clients comes to me and, and, and they actually ask me, Filippi, why is it so hard to find a male counsel specific for men? Yes. And then I said, because they're not as crazy as I am. <laughs> and second, there is no money. And men, yeah, men just right. don't engage. They yeah. don't know when to engage, how to engage, yes. what to expect. And, 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 and it's funny, the thing that I can tell you for everyone who is listening here, like I myself, I see myself a counselor, I've got a supervisor, I've got a spiritual director, and in all of them, I always say, when they ask me, what do you want from me? Or how can I help you? I said, just listen to me. Yeah, that's right. Because it's very, very hard. Yeah. Whenever you're having a coffee, it's, the conversation cannot be all about you. Yes. You talk absolutely. a little bit about yourself, but you also let the other person speak to. Of course. But then when you pay and you're going to see these three people, it's like, now it's one hour just for me. I can do I can do whatever. <laughs> That's what I want. So, yeah. And then when you finish, it's like, oh, well, did he do something? Yeah, he did. He listened. Yeah. And he didn't judge you. Because that's such a key thing, isn't yes. it? Just, even just the listening part. Yes. It's just so important. Yeah. yeah. And suddenly... Um, we men, uh, we try to do this with our mother, with our wives, with our yeah. sisters, and sometimes it works, but most of the time causes more damage. Yeah, yes, that's and right. that's why it's important to look for someone. I give you that the, the expression that I like to have a sacred conversation. A sacred call, conversation. A sacred conversation. Yeah. Call counseling, call spiritual direction, call supervision, call pastoral care. Yeah. You would, but the idea is to have a secret conversation when you actually talk and just flow and, and feel you and, 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 and the other part is just there for you. you know? yeah. It's like when I talk with people who are suicidal at the end, they ask, oh gosh, thankfully to not make a pity party, you know, and because yeah. whenever I talk about death and suicide, people get scary. And that's it. That's the difference. Is yes. uh, a counselor will be there with you no matter what. Philip, uh, whenever you some guy contacts you and says, "Hey, you know, I need to see a counselor," how would you coach them through that before you even start to meet them? What sort of questions would you ask them? If you ever check my website, there is plenty of content there. So, what is your website? Uh, Counsellingmanbrisbane.com.au counsellingmenbrisbane.com.au yes. cool and then That's I try good. not to have a conversation on the phone because it could open a can of wall yes, and exactly. then like no 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 that's not this, that's not now <laughs> let's let's see it and look yes. and the other yes. point that I found really really important and I think men connect better than in a phone or zoom yes I can do that, but I would rather do it on a face-to-face, -face. Yeah. men connect eye You can eye. see body language, all those sort of things that you wouldn't see, on, certainly on the yes. phone or even on Zoom in many cases. But yeah. the main thing is, um, uh, yesterday I was having a conversation again, uh, do, Philip, do you fix people? Yeah. Do you no, no, I just, who am I? I'm, I'm totally broken, I can't fix anyone. <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, but my broken, brokenness can be healing for you. Yes. Or, so whenever I can, I, I kind of preach this gospel to everyone that I can. I said, guys, it's not about fixing. Don't think that you going to see a counselor means that you are broken, that you treat yourself. A counselor is not a I often say that I'm not a doctor, I'm not an expert. Yes. I can be a doctor and an expert in my heart. Yes. But I'm not an expert in your heart. Tell me. I'm curious to know because then we're going to play together. Yeah. And, and then I often say, yeah, what's happening in the middle between me and you here? There's, there is a table 
But on the table, let's say that there is a fire, I put a little bit of wood, you put a little bit, yeah. and then the fire is going to yes. hit me and it's going to hit yeah, you. Yeah, that's great. I love that that's, analogy. That's yeah, really cool. That, yeah, that's to really me, that's what counseling is. Yeah. yeah, because a lot of guys would, the, the thought of getting counseling frightens them. You know, they they would, and probably a lot of the guys who are listening would identify with that. You know, their partner might say, hey, we need to go for counseling. And they would say, well, you know, I don't want to have that exposure. I don't, I don't want to, especially in front of, you know, people like, like my wife or my girlfriend mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, and so they shy away from that rather than saying, if I can go and meet with a guy who's going to help me talk through where I am as opposed to fixing me, Right. That's that's exactly where your space is. Is, is that right? Yeah, it's right, and and it's a thank for asking about talking about counseling because yeah, a lot of people have this misconception that counseling is about fixing people. Yeah, it's not. It's about listening and yes. accept the person where they are at. Yes. this PC is already. Uh, a big thing. You know? Yeah, and a lot of guys. Sometimes I even ask, "Am I doing something here?" And then I even asked them, I said, well, is this being helpful for you? Yeah. Because sometimes they just keep talking uh, about the same subject. And I asked them, look, I'm noticing that we are going around here. Yeah. But if you're okay with that, and then now, Philip, you have no idea how this is being helpful. You get to see men who are raw, exposed, and there's probably nothing that you wouldn't have heard about by now. I mean, the worst of the worst you probably had to deal with already. Mm. And so, you know, any man who's listening here who, you know, does want to have a, a somebody who you can talk to, you know, get in touch with uh, Philippe. You can do it through um, MomentumAustralia.org, which is our website. Well, listen, Philippe, it's really lovely to interview you. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being so open and being so honest. Uh, it's, uh, I, I love you having you as a friend, even though we don't talk that often. Uh, I really enjoy you. So um, I watch the, your posts and thanks so Thanks for inviting me and thanks for my, listening. Yes. My pleasure. Thanks Thank again. You. For more information, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org.